following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. Now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you. This is Cabinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. I don't know about you, but when Christmas rolls around, all I think about are toys. And when I want to talk about toys, I try to find somebody who knows as much about toys as possible. And that is why Michael Crawford, Captain Toy himself, is here. Michael Crawford's been doing action figure reviews for over 20 years, and he has a YouTube channel where he shows his own private archive, as well as what his latest purchases are, and certain top 10s. So, and we get into that. Uh, Michael will give us his top 10 of the year, but then we'll also get into some of the ways toys have changed. Things like inflation, things like lines that have run so long that the character selection has narrowed down, and a lot about 12-inch figures, because I'm looking where I'm going to spend my money next. But let's talk to him. So, Mike, you are calling us from the Institute. I am. <laughs> you are surrounded. This is the or, way to talk. This is the uh, barn full of crap that my wife calls it. <laughs> now, how did how did you negotiate that? Because uh, I'm, I'm guessing you had a house with a barn. And well, no, honey, I'll put when the we money in this house about uh, 15 years ago. Um, I wanted something. She wanted something with some property for a pool. I wanted the property for an external uh, building. So we got a couple acres. She got her pool, and I built my building. So oh, so you built that from the ground up? Yep. And it's, it it's, doesn't really look like a barn. I mean, that's what I call it because it's 1,250 square feet. It's a pretty big building, 25 by 50. But um, it looks like our house. It has the same brick on the front and the same... Uh, siding and the same uh roofing so it looks like a you know just like the house does that's cool and it's one level yep oh okay. i use the attic for storage of empty boxes yeah and uh I, i'll just start plugging you now if uh if you want to see the institute mike i know you're doing weekly youtube videos yep on mondays i usually do some kind of like top 10 um for the holidays here i've been doing a lot of christmas stuff and then on Wednesdays, I usually do what I call a favorite collection, where I just look at something that I kind of subgroup into a small collection. And then on Fridays, I always do an acquisition report for the week to see what, you know, this week there was only three things, but some weeks there's nine or ten. So Yeah, and it's that I feel like it always looks full, but it seems like there's always room. Yeah, there's a few spots. I actually have left some shelves. You know, there's some ongoing collections, like 112 Collective from Mezco or something. I'm, you know, it's an ongoing collection, so I've left some space for that. Uh, but other things were, you know, like the Masters of the Universe classics, that's a done collection. So I was able to set it up in a way that it, it fills its its shelves and I don't expect to add anymore. Yeah. Now, uh, now before we get into the state of toys, the the one question I have about the Institute is where where are you keeping the six scale boxes? Uh, like I said, I have an attic. Um, okay. I store all of my six scale. It's mostly six scale boxes. And then, of course, statues and busts. All right. Uh, yeah. All of those boxes are stored in the attic yeah so it it is it is wonder to behold and it's fun to look at every single week i uh as soon as you put something up i tend to i tend to put you on my tv so i can look around as as far, as far as i can 
Yeah, I'll get a lot of those. Wait, wait, wait. What was that in the background over there? Kind of questions. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to be in HD, just with the amount of, of detail that's in the room. I have, uh, I finally finished the, um, uh, so so the building actually the, is set up because of COVID. Um, what happened is um, all that time off for COVID, being at home and everything, I was finally able to work on it. So I took 18 months and built out the building. Up until then, it was just, it looked a lot like, um the final scene in uh, raiders right so you walk through the building and there was a pile of boxes that went all the way to the ceiling with little aisles in between them yeah. uh, so so when we had that uh time off during covid i was able to start working on building it all out so i took about 18 months built it all out and i just not too long ago finished um compiling my list of everything that's on display i haven't i've also got stuff in storage I haven't finished that yet, but the stuff on display, I have 14,000 items. Oh God. Yeah. That's, and that, that was my, my next question for you. Cause I have, um, I use my home office for display, which is not, not as robust, but I tend to put the, I tend to put things on just emotional rotation. You know, yep. every few months I'll be like, I'm tired of looking at that. I'll put all this stuff in storage. I'll put, the, I'll put all this stuff out. So like uh, I worked in a museum in my twenties and I learned that every museum only has about one tenth of its archive on display at any time. Yep. So how, yeah. What would you say is the percentage of what's in the Institute and what's packed up? Oh, mine is much higher. Most of my stuff is out. Um, there's probably another two to 3000 toys that are, that are uh, put away. Uh, but yeah, most of my stuff is out. Yeah. And how do you, how do you decide? Cause you have a robust collection that goes back. I know you still have a lot of things from the two thousands, if not the nineties, how do you decide when it's time to sell something? Uh, well, yeah. And actually I have, my collection goes back to uh, GI Joe and Mark's best of the West in the sixties and seventies. So oh, wow. uh, yeah, I have a broad selection of 60 years of toys. Uh, the uh, I kind of, usually the only time I end up selling something is when um, I'm, I decided I'm completely getting out of a line. So, you know, a great example was a few years back, I decided I was all done with the four inch star Wars. And so I just unloaded all of that. I got rid of all of my four inch star Wars and didn't look back. So that'll happen once in a while. It's not too often, but uh, that's most common if I'm going to sell a bunch of stuff. So that, that would include the original Kenner and then the 90s and 2000s Hasbro? Yeah, any of the four-inch stuff I had. I think the only thing I kept, I kept a Millennium Falcon and a AT-AT uh, 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 Walker that my son played with. Remember the ones from the 90s, the huge, really nice ones? Yeah, yeah, I had... Yeah, he, had he had both of those, so I kept those because he played with them, but... Yeah, the only thing I still have from that line is the 2008 Big Millennium Falcon because it was just beautiful. But then, of course, I've got to have a few figures to be in it. And then that's that's the toughest thing is drawing the line there because it's like, yeah. do, okay, do I have just core characters? Do I have just favorite characters? And that's, of course, the rabbit hole that we go down every time we come. Right, and I tend to be a completist. So, you know, whenever I start something new, I, I, I keep that in the back of my mind. You do know you are a completist, so you have to be careful. Yeah, I, I pride myself on not being a completist. I'm like, I don't need that packaging change. Look how much money I just saved, right. <laughs> even though I'm surrounded. But now uh, looking at the present, what do you? how do you feel about 2023 in the year of toys? Well, I got to say that I thought it was considering we were coming out of, you know, the slump of shipping and delays and 
manufacturing issues during COVID, I think 23 started to really see us making that turn. Um, you know, one great example, I think, is Mezco. We saw them, you know, people were complaining back a year ago about, oh, my God, can't get anything from Mezco. I've ordered something that's been six years, blah, blah, blah. And without really realizing that was all shipping delays and COVID related, you know, they got hit really hard with all that. It was, it was hard to get that stuff shipped, let alone, let alone manufactured. And now all of a sudden we've seen in the last six months, you'll see with my acquisition reports, you know, for example, every acquisition report has at least one one twelve figure in it. Every week there's something they're getting caught up on and shipping. So I, I think we're seeing the turn where we're going to start seeing more stuff, uh, at least from, you know, companies that do produce regularly. Uh, we're going to start seeing more products hitting us. Uh, yeah, I'm, surpri 22. I'm surprised by how much stuff we're getting this close to the holiday. I mean, uh, Mezco alone, we just, we're just starting to see the Fantastic Four and the Doctor Doom set. And those are, those are major pricey sets. That it's like, yeah, oh. and it kind of depends. I have been actually surprised. I don't buy a lot of hot toys anymore. I try to get very specific with those. Um, I, if I'm going to buy a hot toy, it's going to be a B character, somebody I don't have on the shelf usually. And uh, but I still have probably a dozen of them pre-ordered. And they really haven't. You know, normally Christmas is a time that November, December, you usually get hit with three or four shipments from hot toys of stuff that's been on pre-order. And this year it hasn't really been the case. We really haven't seen, we've seen some new pre-orders go up, but we haven't seen a lot ship from hot toys in the last three months. Yeah. I, I, there've been some big things. I know my personal collection, I just got the hot toys green goblin about a month ago yeah. and that was big. And now the Robert Pattinson Batman is starting to ship, yep. but, it, but it's not as big. But then again, XO six who does star Trek, that. Uh, is now taking final orders for both Picard and Data in the same week, and they yeah, I'll have both like, of those. I should have both of those next week. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to push them out to the last deadline because I'm like, <laughs> I just want to wait till after the holiday. Exo Six is an excellent example of a company that can, you know, they've got this formula down. They are producing super high quality six scale figures, and they're doing it at a rate that nobody else even can come close to. I mean, almost one every couple months. Yeah, I think they're really making the the license work for them too because they're like, okay, we have the Voyager uniform. Let's just keep going with Voyager. Yep. And, and they can keep it under 200 because they're not doing a lot of custom stuff for each figure. But I love the fact that they know their audience because we, about a week ago, Playmates just decided to give up on their action figures, even though there was more Star Trek content streaming than, than there has ever been in the history of the license. But they couldn't yeah. make it work at retail. Yet XO Six is doing more and more and more stuff. Yeah, they're they're they were definitely tied into that collector community a lot better. And and if they could actually make more inroads with the overall Trek community, they'd even do better. That's you know I, I think they've had a hard time getting in front of just the general Trek fan. Uh, most of those folks, if they're not action figure collectors or somehow connected to some sort of collecting they don't even know that those figures are out there yeah would you say there's resistance or awareness for no i just think it's an awareness thing right it's it's um it's hard for a company like that to really get noticed sometimes by those types of folks who are fans of a line but you know i've never bought an action figure before. right and they're also a company that they don't have another license to make their reputation well and they're small so they're not yeah. like a marketing division 
Yeah, but it's like when Big Chief, who is now gone, when Big Chief was starting to get into other licenses, they were they had they were the Doctor Who people. Yep. With XO Six, I mean, you know, uh, they came out of quantum mechanics, um, QMX, but they don't have they don't have the track record. So getting that awareness is even tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they're also one of those companies that they've announced so much stuff that we don't know when it's coming. So it's like. You know, like I'm poised for those Wrath of Khan figures to come, but when when that Kirk and Spock are going to hit, I have no idea. Right. And that, and you know, honestly, that brings me to another big point: is just this, it's an overall thing for of inflation. But I feel like in the last few months, personally, the lines that I col- that I usually collect, I'm starting to have to pull back just because. Uh, there seems to have been a flood of product, but with the rising prices, every collector I know is starting to make cuts. You know, it used to be Marvel Legends used to be 100% in, and now I don't know any collector that's getting every wave anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's some of that that's, I think, price. I think there's also a certain amount of it that is um, just overexposure and and getting tired over long periods of time. Um, I think you'll see it with Star Wars Black as well, uh, the six-inch line. You're gonna, you, you, there's only so many. When you get to the hundreds and hundreds of figures, uh, you do start to get people who get exhausted of spending the money on on another version of a character they already have thirty of. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Getting... So there's always also going to be some aging out of some of the some of mm-hmm. the lines, uh, but it is true. I mean, things have gotten more expensive, you know, and it depends. It, you know, we this isn't the first time we've seen this, right? I mean, it's not a not a unique thing to action figures to rise in price for a period of time. Generally, uh, what we'll see come out of it, though, or at least what I've seen in past years, is of course prices don't go down. <laughs> right, that's not really going to happen. But what we have seen in the past is that after those prices went up, and actual costs of things like raw materials went back down again, to maintain those prices, companies increased quality. So right. you usually saw a big boost in quality after a boost in price and then a drop in raw materials. Yeah. I, so I, I in the next year or so, we're going to see that. Yeah. I also find that the, uh, that a rise in price boosts the older figures because the things that seemed more expensive two years ago, well, now they seem pretty, pretty cheap if you can find them for retail. Yeah. So you see a lot of that back catalog start to dry up. I'll be interested to see what happens with some things like, for example, Funko Pops. Um, yeah. You know, we're seeing an awful lot of those in landfills. We're starting to see an awful lot of places who can't really sell the bazillion of them that are out there. Yeah, but everyone's still stocking them. That's the thing. My girlfriend is a big Funko Pop collector, so I collect zero Funko Pops. Yeah. Um there are a lot of discussions about licenses that I like that she doesn't really care about. <laughs> She's like, no, those don't need to be my collection. But yeah, starting to hear about the landfills and they, you know, they've exhausted pretty much every license out there. There's not a lot that they haven't touched. Yeah, I have a personal. So so reaction figures, uh, you know, those I pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. I picked up when Funko has also done things like uh, the actual action figures. Remember when they did the Rick and Morty ones? Those are pretty good. Yes. Uh, but the, my problem with Pops uh, generally is that I'm a big cartoon character fan, right? So I have two sections. The Institute is set up in different colored sections. And I have two sections for cartoon characters, a yellow section and a purple section. And and so there are cartoons in the last 
uh, 10 years that I would love to see great action figures. Bob's Burgers, Solar Opposites, Big Mouth. I mean, there's all kinds of cartoons that 20 years ago, we might have at least gotten away from somebody. Now, because of Funko sucking up all those licenses, it's just never going to happen. As long as, they're, as long as they're grabbing the license to do pops, no other company is going to spend the money and try to get the market when they're going to assume, well, the market's already eaten up by somebody who'll buy a pop instead of my action figure. Right. And they, and that's where I think the limitations of pops really hit because they have those, they stick to those dot eyes. And I feel like some of the licenses like the Simpsons or uh, Pinky in the brain, I was like, this just doesn't look anything like the character because they have to hew to their house style so tightly. Yeah. And you know, that's an interesting fact. It, uh, one of the things that I noticed this year that I really like now, I'm not a big fan of the super seven reaction figures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, because for the most part, when they were doing them early on, they were doing like uh, a lot of human-like characters, a lot of, you know, non-animated lines. I just didn't like the style. I didn't think it looked good with most of what they were doing. The new Simpsons ones they're doing, they've done the, like three waves now, the Treehouse of Horrors and the uh, Troy uh, wave. Um, they are really good. They match the style of the cartoon really well. And so that's one of those cases where while it's still sort of the same kind of style, you get the right licenses and it can work. You get the wrong ones. And yeah, it's just not a good thing. Yeah. I was really impressed with their Sesame street. That they yeah. Did. I thought they were pretty good. I know some serious Sesame street fans who thought they were off model too much, but um, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. But I, I do find it odd when they do uh, when they do reaction figures. Cause the whole idea was to bring back that kind of late seventies Kenner feel. And they started it with Alien, which were figures we were going to get and then were pulled. But I, I'm finding it weird. Like they announced today they're doing Batman the Animated Series. And I'm like, well, we had Kenner and they were five inches. They were five points, but they were a totally different style. And these are like coming in at the four inch. And I feel there's, there's an odd nostalgia disconnect for me. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, because it's trying to fill that niche. Like I really liked uh, what Hasbro did with the Marvel retros. Yeah. Of like, hey, if Kenner had the license when nobody had it before Secret Wars, this is probably what they would look look like. Mm-hmm. But when it's a line that we had that was a, a totally different style, or or um, I've had my finger o- hovering over the Star Trek Next Generation reaction figures for like a year because I'm like, well, these are really nice, but the nostalgia is in the Playmates, which were a totally different style. So mm-hmm. I just I just find it hard to kind of put those together in my mind that kind of that nostalgia for something that that would never have existed right. kind of throws me. But talking about uh, things that you did like, what do, what's really ranks up there for you in the last year? What what are some of your favorite? Well, let's see. I'll give you out? my, let's, I was looking, I was actually going through my top 10 for the Lear in, uh, in six scale. I kind of break it out from regular stuff because there's just so much. And it's um, apples and oranges at this point. Yeah. And, and over in six scale, uh, my 10, I'm coming in at number 10, Art the Clown from uh, Trick or Treat. Now, I do not like the movies. <laughs> I mean, the, the first movie was okay. Uh, it, the problem is I'm just, I love horror, but Art the Clown starts to slide into torture porn for me. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't take torture porn. It just doesn't have enough of a plot. I do like the character Art the Clown. I think he's an excellent villain. And I like Trick or Treat's job they did on the six scale version. So I picked that up and he made it into my top 10. Mm-hmm. Hot Toys finally gave us Cyborg. 
uh, out of the Justice League this year. Finally, how many years ago was that 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 went up? Yeah, uh, it's it's all the Snyder versus this. Yeah, it's an oddly like and enduring ago. thing where it's it seemed to come and go, but then it seems to still be with us. Yeah, so you can always dip back into that well. But the the Hot Toys version of Cyborg, like what they did with the Iron Man, they did an excellent job engineering that figure. They just the being able to make it a well articulated and yet. Um, accurate looking character really nice job it's always worth the wait uh, XO6 gets on my list a couple of times uh, Locutus was fantastic I think yeah. it's my favorite Picard so far yeah uh, you're right I think the, the Patrick Stewart likeness is the best for yeah, that yeah I think so and then the light up feature is, is nice and it, it's just a nice looking six scale figure and again it wasn't it didn't break the bank considering it's pretty much all unique right so you're not going to reuse that body for anybody anytime soon yeah and they hit that line between making it look like the character you have in your head and also making it look like the actor wearing a suit where every now and then i look i have that on display and every now and then i look at it i'm like okay that's how they built the gloves that's how they built the boots right my other favorite uh exo6 had two other uh releases that ended up on my list this year that i thought were fantastic seven or nine i loved it um i've been having to rewatch the voyager episodes uh, early in season four when she uh, joins Voyager. Uh, I just think they did a terrific job translating that figure. That's another one where that, that body is unlikely to get used again. Um, and that was, a you know, you still got it for relatively, you know, it was about 220 I think, when they put it out. It's a pretty good price considering um, yeah, the and, lack of reuse. And, and to then, be posable in that suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, the seamless body, it was really nice. And then Quirk. Um, I'm a huge D Deep Space Nine fan. I'm really looking forward to get them getting further. You know, we've got Cisco and Quark so far, and I'm looking forward to the releases in 24 that they're going to give us. But I've I never expected I would ever in this lifetime get a great six scale Quark. So, yeah, he yeah. he is fantastic. And again, a body type, a body sculpt they're probably not going to use again, unless right. they plan on doing another Ferengi down the line. I mean, right. even back in the Diamond Select days, they never made Quark because they were pretty much stuck doing the uniform bodies. Yep. I, yeah, I have, I have a Cisco and Cork and I have to keep questioning how far down I'm going to go because they're so nice, but it's like, do I need Kira? Do I need Bashir? Do I need O'Brien? I do need Odo. I know that. Yeah. Odo's coming. Yeah. So yeah, we've got, uh, and then on the hot toy side, other ones that I really like this year, Cad Bane, uh, the new release they did, I thought was a really, and I'm big on anything Western styled anyway. So I love the character. Uh, and I thought Hot Toys did a really good translation with him. Uh, I thought they did a fantastic, uh, speaking of Western, I thought they did a fantastic job with their uh, Doc Brown from the third Back to the Future. Right. Uh, the costume and accessories are just amazing. And thank God we got a different head sculpt instead of what they did with uh, the uh, release they gave us from the first movie in the radiation suit. And they've really gone deep on Back to the Future, deeper than I thought they would. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to figure the DeLorean and be out. Yep. With having, you know, two from each movie plus the extra Marty, I think we're done. But yeah, I, that, it was a lot deeper than they normally go with a license, right? Right. Uh, the other one is the, the, the uh, Falcon as Captain America. Those wings on that character, that figure, are fantastic. They're so poseable. And that's the Hot Toys? Yeah, the Hot Toys Falcon is Captain America from the, the uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, just 
just a great figure. I was really impressed. Blows away their earlier Nerf Falcon that they had done a few years back. Uh, just a great figure. But um, from other companies, I thought it, we, everybody forgets Gandalf the White from Asmus. You know, Inart came mm. along and everybody forgot the, the white version that Asmus did back January of last yeah. this year. Inart is this really bizarre disruptor because it seems like, um, you know, Hot Toys is re-releasing the Heath Ledger with rooted hair. Oh, but there's an Inart. You know, Asmus has been really solid. I, I keep meaning to pick up that Gollum. I don't have it yet. Yeah, and the Gollum is really nice. Yeah, I have the crown Gandalf, and uh, and so I never, I never ended up picking the white. But yeah, the white's gray... nicer than the gray. They really they made improvements with the white. It's even nicer than the gray. Um, the inner is a weird company. I mean, I, I'm yeah. I did order the Aragorn. It's the first. You know, what do we? They they did the Joker, and then they did Gandalf, and that's the last we've seen so far. They've got like ten others uh, that they've talked about, and I ordered the Aragorn. Because we've never really gotten anybody to give us a perfect Aragorn overall, right? It's either right. the portrait or the costume or something's just not been there. Yeah, so the I closest order... I think I Asmus's Helm's Deep was good, but it was so specific. Yeah. That I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't use this as my basic Aragorn. Right. So um the uh, I did order their Aragorn, but for the most part, first they're so expensive. When you start pushing five hundred dollars for a figure, that's you better be getting something pretty amazing. And if you're trying to do something that's, you know, if they want to do a one and done, if they announce Willy Wonka, you know, a Gene Wilder Willy Wonka, I'd be on that like hair on a bear. But if they want to do like Lord of the Rings, I don't want to wait 12 years to get the, the fellowship. I know, well, I and I don't know where to find them. I haven't seen a U.S. distributor. There isn't any. So you have to you have to use a reseller. OK. Yeah. They, they don't have the license to, to distribute in the U.S. So. There's that minor issue too. You have to find a trusted reseller. You can, you know, assume. Right. Yeah. Work. Yeah. It's, once you start reaching across the ocean, it gets a little sketchy. Yeah. You never know sometimes. Yeah. That's what's you kept me to... out of, it's kept me out of third party six scale for the longest time because, you know, there's a really nice Cesar Romero Joker. There's a Frank. Well, Bush there Joker you go. Out. I'm going to tell you right now, Mars Toys Cesar Romero Joker is on my top 10 this year. Really? Fantastic figure. Um, he fits in. He holds his own next to the Hot Toys Batman and Robin perfectly. I mean, there's absolutely, you know, you don't look at him and go, oh, those are different companies. You know, just he's a fantastic well, figure. Well, does he look like he's a recast of because Hot Toys showed the sculpt and never released? He showed him, but I don't think this is a recast. I don't think Mars Toys recast this. And, and this is a much better. Now, they're also doing Riddler and Penguin. And yes. those are still a little iffy i mean they're not bad you can definitely tell who they're supposed to be but they didn't nail it like they did with this one this one you get a couple of different head sculpts they did them in different versions they did them in the clown suit remember from it was a pretty episode specific one and they did them a couple of different ways you get a lot of accessories with him so yeah he's the only one that's kind of third party that ended up on my list this year but he is really outstanding yeah i'd been really tempted and I, that was one of those hot toys uh Adam West and Burt Ward were one of those that I ended up selling and regretting and uh, I kept waiting for a reissue. And then I finally cracked and just paid the eBay price, which was more than I got for selling them. But yeah, uh, I wish I could afford the jazz ink um, Batmobile, but I just can't do it right now. I just don't have the space for a Batmobile. They're reissuing the, the Burton one is the one I would get. 
And I remember being in a mock time toys and seeing the box come in and just going, there is no house I'll ever own that has display space for that. Yeah. I have the Burton uh, from hot toys and then I have the Tumblr from hot toys. Uh, I have the DeLorean and I have the Blitzway Ghostbuster Ecto one. Yes. And to but, remind uh, everyone, you also have a separate building. Yeah. 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 1250 <laughs> square feet. I get yeah. people and they're like, is that room in your house? It's not a room. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What's your What's your favorite Hot Toys vehicle then? Out of those, uh, the 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 uh, Burton Batmobile. I, it's, yeah. That's just one of my favorite Batmobiles. So, um, yeah, that's just a fantastic Batmobile. But the Jazz Ink one looks fantastic. I just couldn't afford it when they when they released it. Yeah. Now, is Jazz found a way to make room if I could have afforded it? And Jazz Ink is another one of those companies that, like, like in art, just came out of nowhere. Is that a licensed or is that like the Mars Toys Joker where they just no, went they're out licensed and did it? now. Okay. They're licensed now. They got it into a deal with Warner Brothers. Okay. And again, I haven't seen a U.S. distributor for Jazz Ink. Uh, no. If I were to buy one, I would buy it directly from them. Hmm. They do do direct sales. All so right. that's my six scale. But on the yeah. other side of the world, uh, when you get into smaller stuff, like I said, I really like the Simpsons reaction stuff, especially my favorite out of that whole set was the Kang Dole. Dole. I just thought that was so hilarious that they did that particular Kang um, when he was dressed up like Bob Dole. And then um, another reissue, you know, NECA did the Bat Gremlin and the Spider Gremlin this year. Um, I had those boxed from the original, but I never wanted to open them. Those were, you know, I try to tail enders like that. I try to keep boxed, mm-hmm. and so the reissues were great because I was able to open those up and put them on display. And uh, they are that Spider Gremlin is just a fantastic figure. Yeah, NECA they have such a wide range of licenses that they're always a cherry pick for me. There, there's no line that I could ever say that I collect in NECA, but every time I get one, I'm so blown away. Yeah, other ones I love this week. Uh, anytime, any of the thing stuff, I'm just shocked that we're getting so much good thing stuff. I just picked up the dog uh, last week or the week before, and he's terrific. The McCready's have all been great. Uh, Earl Sinclair from the Dinosaurs, both him and Baby Sinclair were fantastic. Oh, you just posted that on your website. Yeah, yeah. Those Earl are this week. great figures. Um, and, of course, being a massive Universal Monsters fan, their Creature of the Black Lagoon, I've been waiting for that for years. You know, when I they still... announced they were, they were doing Universal Monsters, I was like, oh, I can't wait for that one. And that is a fantastic, a beautiful, I, beautiful figure. I still have to pick up the bride and uh, and the creature. Uh, the one disappointing thing is I've been getting all the black and white editions, and they didn't do the Invisible Man as black and white. I, hmm. I don't understand why, but it seems like he's the only one they didn't do. Yeah, and I think the black and white for the creature, the only time I really saw that was, was that one mostly, one of them was mostly at Best Buy. Mm. And that, the, yeah, might have been the color at Best Buy and the black and white everywhere else was more common, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I find it odd that Best Buy has an action figure aisle, and I also find it odd uh, what they have every time you walk into a yeah. Best Buy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is always like- odd. It's like when Walgreens was really ordering figures, which they don't anymore. Uh, right. you, you know, you 10 Walgreens would have nothing, and then one would have all the exclusives. Yeah. Well, they had a buyer there for a while who was into it, so. Yes, and then once he left, it took about nine months for the for it to really erode. Yeah. Now, on the 112 side, they like I said, they've been shipping like crazy. They did a leather face this year that is just, it's like the, as far as I'm concerned, the definitive leather face. It's just such a beautiful figure. Um, they did Morbius, which is to me a character I could not possibly care less about. 
And yet the Morbius they did is absolutely gorgeous. And it comes with some of the coolest accessories. Um, so yeah, it was one of those. I love those releases where you're not expecting a whole lot. You'd think, hey, right. it'd be okay. I'll add it to the shelf. And then it comes in and you're like blown away by the quality. Yeah, um, it was like they finally released their Michael Keaton. That took, I feel like that took three years. It was pre-pandemic. They, they put Yeah, that that's out. one of the oldest ones. Yeah, and uh, it was one of those where I pre-ordered it and I forgot about it. There were a lot of fans getting very impatient. I just like, I, I, I'm just not thinking about this. And when it showed up, I was, sh- I was shocked how accurate it was, especially at a time when McFarland did their own. And right. they were night and day. I mean, McFarlane's is not a bad figure at all, but the Mezco had nailed that Michael Keaton likeness better than the old Hot Toys figure. Yep. Well, and the uh, they also did uh, uh, Mezco also did one uh, one of the best toys just overall of the year that Vortex Strike uh, suit with the Gomez the uh, Void Gomez yeah Commander, Void Commander Gomez that came with the Vortex Strike exo suit oh my god that's a great toy i haven't seen him loose oh he is just amazingly cool um the the light features and sounds it's just a the figure fits properly in there it's not one of those deals where you know you go to put it on the bike or you know you'll usually get like a ghost rider bike and you're like oh my god i can't get ghost rider to sit on this ride or batman can't sit on his bike ride or this guy fits perfectly in the vehicle he comes with a ton of accessories for both inside the vehicle and outside the vehicle, depending on how you want to display them. The, the, the exo suit is really bulky and heavy and well-built and it's just easily when I opened that up this year, that was just blown away. It's really cool. But one I want to mention that just, I just got this week is the ghost of Jacob Marley from four horsemen. Oh, wow. Yeah, they did, you know, now three years. This is the third year in a row they've done a figure obscura character for Christmas. Uh, two Christmases ago, it was the Krampus. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Last, yep. And that, and then they re-released that Krampus in a different color because he was under, you know, everybody went nuts over him. He was in so much demand. And they only do it for a couple of days. They have them already made. Um, they put them up for sale for a couple of days and then they ship them right away. So it's not like if you're if you miss out, you miss out. Yeah, um, so it, that's last, what happened this week with the uh, Hot Toy Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that came out of nowhere, and usually, you know, Hot Toys you're usually looking at a year to eighteen months, and then first they're like, "No, it's out right now," and then yeah. this week they finally made it uh, available in America. And I I signed in about sixty seconds after I got that email, and I was number two thousand six hundred and thirty four on the list. Yeah, I saw a lot of people upset about that. Yeah, and uh, well, also it was 45 minutes to find out it was an addition of 2,000. And I was like, you could have kicked me off the line. But yeah, it's uh, those that's still working. You know, the surprise drop is still a very, very viable way to go. Mm -hmm. Well, the uh, the Jacob Marley, they um, the so last year was Father Christmas, you know, sort of a 19th century version of Santa Claus. And then uh, this year they did the ghost of Jacob Marley from Christmas Carol. And it's a terrific interpretation comes with a a harness with all of the chains and the keys and the the boxes and the safe, you know, all attached to his body. Uh, Just, yeah. And so, yeah, it's a terrific, they always do an amazing job. Anytime four horsemen puts out anything, it's always so high quality. Yeah. And ever since their days at McFarlane and then uh, Mattel, 
they were always known. So the fact, I love the fact that they're keeping it going without having a major license, without pumping out figures. Yep. So, uh, yeah, if we're talking about um, one twelve scale, I am, yeah, I have been really pulled into Mezco again. I thought the Robin was a nice piece. It's not it bad. A little tall, little it's tall. A little tall, but it's not bad. Yeah, but I like the layers. But um, in terms of mainstream stuff, uh, Hasbro's had a really interesting year. And we can talk about, you know, how they've done as a company. But I feel like, um, as you said about Star Wars Black and Marvel, people are getting exhausted. I, I felt like there was a flood of product at a really high price. And it's like, personally, I was like, I couldn't justify like $70 for a super adaptoid. Right. But but then on the other hand, their smaller licenses, uh, G.I. Joe Classified has just gotten really well detailed and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then Indiana Jones was just this love letter. I know a lot of people were supr- were upset that it ended so fast, but I looked at it as like a limited release kind of thing. Yeah, I do wish it would go on. I mean, I've got I left some space for it. Um, and I, I picked all of them up, you know, the, that last wave, everybody was so worried about that Cairo indie that was the target exclusive um, showing up. And then you can still find that at target. Um, and yet that final wave with, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, oh, with, uh, Phoebe Waller bridge and, uh, Sean Connery. No, the final wave with, uh, the, 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 uh, temple of doom. Oh, Elsa. Uh, Elsa. Last yeah. Crusade. Yes. Last Crusade uh, wave, that last wave. Uh, that is, I, I ordered it from Big Band Toy Store and I'm glad I did because I never saw it at retail. Yeah, I got it from Pulse and I never saw it at retail. But, you know, by the time that was released, Target was clearancing them all out. Yep. Yeah, and that's a, I do like that line. I thought that was a really fun line. I really wished it had gone on. Uh, I am glad I picked the whole thing up. Yeah, the way I look at it, when I really went over my wish list i was like there's maybe five characters that i feel are missing that i'd really want and obviously had it kept going i probably would have stayed a completist with it but it's like i can be pretty satisfied with the 25 that we got yeah oh yeah they, they have a they have a nice spot on, and the and the build the figure sort of with the you know the uh the uh arc and the uh the, the uh alter yeah, the old, the skull altar and then the uh, and then the table of artifacts. Like yep. the arc was a no brainer, and then with each line, it was like, okay, how are you going to find something the same size? And I definitely right. applaud the effort. Yep. Yeah, and we and we're, we'll be getting a Mezco Indiana Jones, so Indiana Jones is not completely gone. Yes, we will. That's nice. Um, I wish we would get some, uh, you know, I'd like to see with Mezco dipping into like uh, Dick Tracy and this, you know, some of that stuff. Mez has already always been a huge fan of all those pulp characters. I'd love to see more of that, like a Phantom and a Zorro and uh, Flash Gordon. And, uh, you know, if they if they would dip into some more of those pulp fiction type characters from the 30s, that would be great. Yeah, I was uh, I do really. uh appreciate mezco there i feel like their character selection i i can never predict where they're gonna go because they'll do a few x-men then they'll move away and i'm a sucker for any batman or spider-man rogues and it's like we're finally getting a green goblin at a doc ock but i would i would love to just go down that bench i when christopher gordon came out i was like okay hush is going to be like a month away because that guy was all trench coat and leather and bandages and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm surprised we haven't seen him yet so right. I can never quite predict, like, 
who's going to be on their wish list. Yep. Well, you got the Gotham with by gas like Joker a couple of years ago. And now we finally got the Batman shipping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can never count them out. And we will be getting a Nightwing. I know that's, but that's, that has been an, it was announced, but not up for pre-order. Mm. So slowly but surely they're building out a Batman universe. But, and they're like hot toys, like that. Now the Batman, if you missed, you know, Sovereign Knight, you're going to, you're going to have to pay on eBay for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done pretty good with 112. I've, I'm missing um, the very first Batman from Toy Fair, which I kicked myself because I could have gotten it and I didn't. Dark Knight Returns? Uh, yeah, the black and white one that they did for the Toy Fair exclusive. Um, is the only, it, it, I missed that one. And then I didn't pick up the Black Mask 2-pack, so I've got to get that one. Of these oh, I do I do have that. I sold off the Batman, but I still have Black Mask. Uh, yeah, like so I, said, I have all the rest of the DC and Marvel. Um, I am missing a couple of the Rumble Society. You know, they, they love doing those drops where they would drop a character in the middle of the afternoon on a Tuesday, and then all of a sudden it would sell out. So I'm yeah, missing sure. maybe three or four of those Gomez Rumble Society type figures like that. But I'll, for the most part, those I'll eventually pick up slowly but surely. Right. When they announced the Golden Age Joker, I finally had to go back and pay the eBay price for the Batman and Two-Face. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're nice figures. They are nice figures. I, I think I didn't pre-order it on principle because I, when I saw it come out, I'm like, why? How is this not Batman and Robin? Right. It's it, it was and two-face was such an odd thing that it was one of those where i was debating getting it debating getting it and then the, the window closed right right but i still have the i still have the modern two-face and it's one of those like do i need both versions of two-face well you know me i'm a completist so yes you are. <laughs> so would you say you're a 112 completist or like across yeah all like i said i've i've got wow. other than that first batman which i'll never get right um, I will pick up eventually the Black Mask 2-pack, and that'll complete me on DC and Marvel. And then uh, there's maybe four or five Rumble Society guys I've got to pick up from there when they used to do those. Nowadays, they're a lot better about that. You know it's almost always going to be a Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Yeah. But, uh, back then, they used to drop them, and you'd have to scramble to get them. Right, and, and back then, their website used to crash. Yeah, pretty badly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so since you're getting everything, what are you most looking forward to from them? Oh, right now coming out, coming soon. Yes. The indie is a big, I, I, you know, I think they did a fantastic job whenever they picked up things like the Ghostbusters line or any of the, every, every horror release they do is a fantastic release. I, I haven't been disappointed in any of their horror releases. Um, so I suspect that when they get to indie, there's going to be an excellent indie. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that release. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm cautiously optimistic because he has so many layers of clothing, and you know they're the best at doing it that scale. But when you get, uh, when you get the leather jacket over the button-down shirt, and they're trying to do both looks, I'm still I'm, I just hope he doesn't come out bulky because even some of the hot toys weren't able to nail that. Yeah, but if you think of like the Robin you were just talking about, I mean, he's got a leather vest or a pleather type vest underneath the pleather. Uh, cape and he's got you know the, the leggings and it, they they do a pretty good job with multiple multi-levels multi-layers yeah yeah he uh yeah he is doing well but uh to get back to mainstream um obviously the big news about hasbro yep they laid off 1100 people now i haven't seen as much coverage of hasbro as you used to do are you one of those 
Are you one of those fans, as you said earlier, that you you you're kind of sated? You've got the characters you need. Well, for I used, you know, at one point in time, I was a Star Wars Black completist. I was able to break my habit there um, because they were doing so many of the same character with slight variations. It got kind of ridiculous. So now when it comes to things like Star Wars Black, I pick up a character that's unique or different, uh, particularly B and C characters. But I don't I don't buy them all anymore. I have enough room for a few more, but I don't buy them all. The Indiana Jones stuff, I was going to buy all of it. They could have kept rolling that thing along, and I would have been happily buying all of those. And Marvel Legends, um, I bought a lot of those when I was doing three reviews a week. Um, I'm doing more like one a week now, and so I don't, I just don't really, I'm not as much of a Marvel guy as I am a DC guy. Mm. So, yeah, because I know back in the Toy Biz days, uh, you, you would have every wave. Yeah, yeah, I used to go back after every wave back then. Now, uh, on that, you know, that same price range and six-inch scale, I do like the Batman 66 stuff that McFarlane's been doing. I've been a completist on all of that. Yeah, that's won me over because when that was initially announced, I was like, well, I have all the Mattel stuff. It's the same scale. And the and now, like, one by one, each one of them was replaced by McFarlane. Their, their articulation's a little stiff, but the sculpts are so much higher. The only thing I kept from Mattel is the Batmobile. I thought they'd... I thought they did a better job than McFarlane. Yeah, the Batmobile is the right scale. The McFarlane Batmobile is a little small. Yeah, well, well, they're all a little small. The Batcave is very small. Yeah, but but you know, if you picture it being way in the distance, <laughs> it's it's great. And now they just announced, uh, totally took me by surprise, New Adventures of Batman. As an right, that new wave. Yeah, it's funny because my ten year old has been watching it mostly to torture everyone else in the house. Right, of course. Uh, because it wasn't a, it was no Batman the animated series. <laughs> no, it's awful. No, but uh, but the, just the fact that McFarlane, I feel like, um, you know, the Batman was a good film, but uh, and we're getting another, and DC has been in such a um, uh, chaotic state with Warner's that I feel like McFarlane had the right impulse to go nostalgia with Batman and. This I feel like this was a year where he released almost every version of Batman at once. He did the six pack of live action guys. He mm-hmm. he started the sixty six in twenty twenty two, but he continued that, and now he's uh, re releasing the DC collectibles Batman the animated series stuff. Well, another one of my favorite figures this year is that Condiment King. Yeah, that is a great built figure. I mean, it's just a it's a fun figure. It's one that you know we never would have gotten with the older lines, either DC Direct or Kenner. Um, and he's just a fun figure. Now, I also didn't mind buying, you know, the cell shaded figures. It's fine uh, to get him um, and add him to the collection. But uh, I he, was, he was the highlight. Yeah, I was fine with him because I was a completist with the DC collectible stuff. So I, I already had, I already had everybody. I was one of the few people that had a scarecrow. I didn't realize how rare he was until McFarlane re-released it, and people were had a huge size of relief online. I just happened to find him at my local comic book store that Wednesday. But, and at first I was like, really, do I have to buy four of these guys again to get this one figure? Uh, but I think the real thing that moves the needle for me is that the McFarland plastic is not as brittle as the DC collectible stuff was. Right. Like, I really worry about that old stuff snapping at the joints now, especially now that it's, you know, six, seven years old. Yep. And you know, the, the days of McFarlane being breakable and non-posable are long, long gone. Like when I, when I got that scarecrow out of the box, I was like, this guy, this guy will withstand a lot more posing than the old one. So as far as I'm concerned, 
I'm going to rebuy everybody else for insurance. Right, and then, right. and now the new, the new build up fig- figures lock up, which was one of the few guys that was on my wish list when DC collectibles was producing them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we, we already got the, uh, the cell shaded, uh, uh, Bullock. Right. And now we're getting a cell shaded Gordon as part of that lockup series. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the so Walmart would go together nicely. And yeah, the Walmart, a four pack, um, I, people slept on it because I think, um, because McFarlane hadn't released the whole line, but you can still find that for retail on the Walmart website. Right. And for the most part, it was just four reissues with cell, you know, some cell painting and, yeah, um, and and really the Bullock was the only one of the four that, as the the DC Direct one version, was really hard to get. So, yeah, most people were like, oh, "I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks just to get that one figure." And and you could end up. I think I only paid about sixty five on clearance at one point mm. to get it um, because it did hang around for so long. Yeah, and and again, I picked it up after I picked up Wave One, and I was like, "Well, again, this is a, a more durable Joker, more durable Harley." He seems to really love that uh, that bat cycle sculpt of Batman. Yeah, <laughs> which is you know it's the most posable, but it's also the wonkiest. Yep. So, yeah. So looking at, looking ahead, then is there is there anything on the horizon now? Obviously, you're a guy that you you've hung on to all the stuff you'd like. Is there anything out there that you're hoping you're hoping will be made that hasn't been announced? Is there like a grail for you or just a line extension that you're expecting? Oh, I don't know. I'm For next year, you know, the big thing for me, I'm really looking forward to see what, where XO6 goes. I'm hoping we see a lot more with some of the other shows. Once, hope they get through Disco- uh, Deep Space Nine and we start to see more uh, original track and uh, next generation. Yeah, my most wanted is to finish the next gen crew, which which seems to be, you know, high on their list. However, they, they keep jumping eras because yeah. we have, a, we have Picard and data television show. We have, then we have a Picard and data first contact. And then we have a Picard from Picard. It's like, I would, I would much rather have a Riker at this point than mm-hmm. another Picard, but uh, I'm expecting them to at least make the season three to seven of, of the main crew. Right. And then the, then the thing that keeps torturing me is they displayed that data with a console. And part of me is thinking like, are they going to pull the trigger and do bridge pieces? Yeah. Cause they almost did that at QMX. They had, they had, they had at least prototyped them. Yeah. Well, they sold Kirk. Chair. Right. Right. The chair. And then, yeah. uh, and then we've already gotten the Picard or the, yeah, the Picard chair. Um, yeah. In the movie. But, um, you know, they had actually done bridge pieces as, as prototypes and this never got around to any of that. So we'll see. I mean, I would love any of that stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of the, of what they've been doing. Yeah. Uh, and again, that that's what disappoints me so much about playmates because they, when they put out their line in 2022, they made them five inch scale and you can't beat the nineties play sets. I mean, that next generation bridge and their engineering is perfect. So, so the fact that they were putting out, figures that had better proportions and likenesses. I was like, great. I, I'll just replace these and keep my nineties playset on display. But that stopped as soon as it began. Right. There are things I, I really wish we'd get somebody who would dip back into some of the old twilight zone, outer limits in six scale, right? Give us a really good line. Uh, the, of those. the way sideshow used to do. Yeah. The way sideshow did for a short period there that, you know, I've got all of those and I would love to see somebody jump in on that. 
Um, you know, that's a line that could could use some uh, revitalization. I'd love to see. We already got, you know, Caustic Plastic did that one Dracula for the Universal Monsters. Right. Uh, but it was like $300 and that's too much for Dracula. I mean, he's not, you're not paying that kind of money for the license. So um, I would like to see somebody doing a, you know, in that $200 range, a new six scale universal monsters wave. That would be nice. Yeah. Mike, would you say six scale is, is really your focus? Um, well, out of my 15 or 14,000 figures, there's probably 2000 of them or six scale. Oh, okay. So yeah, um, you know, it is. I mean, when I they take up a lot of space, but um, and it, it is what I grew up on, right? That scale is what I grew up with. So with GI Joe and Best of the West. Um, mm. So yeah, I do love six scale. I think it's a wonderful scale for representation. And but then next to that is the six to seven inch scale, right? I've got an awful lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I'm just a little younger than you because I started with Migos, but then it was very very quick i think i was probably maybe five six when the kenner started coming out so three three quarter was where i always lived but after the 90s going to five and then six it i realized the amount of detail so six inches really where my focus is that's the one yeah, thing 112 is a nice scale i mean you can yeah. do a lot with it and you can still do reasonable play sets and vehicles yeah and seven, seven inch scale still drives me crazy because i i look back at at 2023 and DC Multiverse was the line I was cherry picking because I still really liked the, what Four Horsemen did with Mattel and, you know, back in 2008. So I was like, yep. I don't need any of these characters again, but little by little, I would pick one up, pick one up. And it's becoming a really nice comprehensive line. They're dipping back, especially with the gold label and filling out the justice league, filling out the Batman rogues. But the only thing they scale with is NECA. Mm -hmm. Like that the seven inch scale, like, I I know it was kind of a bragging right thing McFarland did when everybody was five and he came out with six, but I always felt like you you don't get I don't see the clear advantage between six and seven. You don't get a level of detail that you can't get in six. Yeah, right. It was just a marketing you know opportunity to set himself apart. Yeah, and as much as I love the NECA stuff, they they have to stand by themselves. Yeah, but at least when you're only dealing mostly with you know horror type theme for me that's largely or maybe you could just call it pop culture with things like et and elf and right Earl sinclair that can all sit off by itself right i mean it doesn't need to kind of blend in it's not the dc marvel sort of universe that you want to have blend in yeah yeah so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of stuff out there i i, I feel like the choices we've had to make uh are are probably a good thing. I mean, you know, obviously the prices are forcing people to no longer be completists anymore, but there is just so much product, even in a, even in a time that's changing. I mean, my boys are not, they don't collect action figures. They appreciate them when they see them. But I, I always felt that action figures was very much a Gen X thing and it reached down to the millennials a little bit. But the fact that we're still seeing all of this product, that's, so beautifully done. I really enjoyed the Spider-Man No Way Home stuff, which is just hitting now mm -hmm. from a movie that's now two years old. So that's clearly collector product. Yeah. So it's just as frustrating as it can be. I do. I, I think I still have to appreciate how spoiled we are with product. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, even when we talk about, you know, a market that's kind of contracted and, 
uh, we still are very spoiled with the product we get. Most of it's just because it's kind of shifted from, you know, there is more online. You just have to be able to accept the fact that there are more companies that sell direct and uh, you're going to have to buy more online than you do in stores. I don't, you know, I don't buy much at Target anymore. I buy, you know, any CA at Target when I can um, because uh, I get it usually faster there than I do at Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, but I always have it pre-ordered just in case I'm not going to find it. Yeah, I don't even hunt at Target anymore. I we uh, I look go down the action figure aisle when I'm already at Target. Yeah, yeah. What I'll do is I'll if I see it at Target, I'll buy because it, it usually will hit there first before Big Bad Toy Store gets it. Right. So if I happen to see it, I'll pick it up there. But I always pre-order just to be safe and have it. You know, I know I'll, I know it'll show up eventually. Um, and so and like I said, since I'm really cherry picking the Star Wars black, uh, I only you know pick up one. I almost pick up you know that. Uh, uh, what is that new, uh, where they're doing the translucent plastic and they're calling it the holograph, holograph oh, yeah. series. Yes. Um, uh, and they've got Bo, uh, Katan Kreese there is the one of them. Um, that, I think that's the first one they've put out like that. I thought that was really cool. And they all blue. And I picked it up and I put it in my card <laughs> and I put it back. Yeah. Like, I really need to spend 25 bucks on a you know clear blue version of what I've already got. Well, you know, clear plastic traditionally doesn't last that long. That's true. You know, I've got a lot of shattered Iceman's in my past. Yep. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm cherry picking those, and now Indiana Jones is gone. So, so really, it's you know a lot of online shopping these days. Yeah, yeah, and fortunately, the QC is better than it was in the old days. You know, um, I'm definitely showing my age, but you don't have to dig through all to find the right paint job. So that, that was my biggest worry when we went online. I was like, well, I can't see the figure. And of course, we had that whole controversy last year when they were completely boxing the figures and taking out the windows. Yep. But, and that was my, uh, when everybody was getting so upset about that, I was like, well, I pre-order everything online, so I don't see it until I have it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't in the least bit worried about any of that because I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to depend on, first, if I do find something at the store, it's not like there's six of them there that I can pick the pay, best paint job, right? Exactly. You, yeah. You I find something, find one. one or two and I'm going to have to grab it that time and I may never see it again. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can't get that picky anyway. And secondly, most everything I pre-order online. So I'm not going to be able to see it until I get it. So yeah, I'm not real worried about there whether there's a window or not. Yeah. Well, Mike, I know there's a lot of different ways to find you online. There is. Uh, yeah. yeah I, there's your website. There's the YouTube page. Is there anything else? Uh, any other way you want people to seek you out? Well, you can always find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, too. Yeah, I don't use Instagram a lot, but I am out there and then I use Facebook quite a bit. So you can find me in all those places. I'm Michael Crawford, MWC Toys. Yeah, well, it was great talking to you. And uh, I hope you have a great holiday and I hope there's toys in it. Yeah, you too. And you can follow me at Not In My Book on Instagram and Threads. Trying to do the Threads thing, not trying to do the Twitter thing. But go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Comics, where you find all the news that's fit to geek. A lot of times we will post Michael's YouTube videos so you can see what the Institute looks like and what he's added to it each week. Hey, I hope you all had a great Christmas. Uh, I had a very good Christmas, and I can't even remember what I got. I guess I'm turning into that person uh, that only remembers what people gave each other's thing. That's the person you're supposed to be, isn't it? But 2023, that's a different story than Christmas, and we will get into that next week. <laughs>